0: Are local lore, legends, and laughter your thing? Then come check out our podcast, or So They Say, where two sisters travel small-town America, one ghostly tale at a time. We're your hosts, Midwest twins, Megan. And Kelsey. Join us every Thursday where you get to hear not just the history behind haunted locations, but our own personal experiences as well. Faceless nuns. Check. Harmonica playing ghost. Check. Tangents that have nothing to do with spooky things whatsoever? You have no idea. So join our spooky crew and follow along as we investigate a haunted place near you. Listen to, or so they say, wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Come check us out. Goodbye. Bye. These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club is meeting today to discuss Scrooged. We'd also like to wish everyone a happy holidays going into winter break. welcome to the Retro Club. We're your host, Megan.
1: And John. The Jiggity Jiggity John.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, we're back.
1: Yes, we are. Back again.
0: And I think this is our last episode before Christmas. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Our next one, we've got one more here in December, but it is after...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right.
0: It's after Christmas, so... Yeah, this is, I guess, technically our the Christmas episode.
1: The only Christmas episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Which we went with arguably <laughs> one of the better, best adaptions, I may say, of A Christmas Carol.
1: It's up there. It's like the this one in The Muppets. <laughs> I, yeah. Christmas Carol.
0: My sister and I are torn on it too. I prefer this one. I did watch the Muppets, and it's pretty good. It's but, really good. Uh, we're today we're going to be covering Scrooged.
1: This is a great movie. I'm I'm a big fan of this one.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it to me this is like the Christmas movie. Yeah. I I know it's hard to pick just one, but It really is this. I think it's because it's the retelling of a classic Christmas story, the the Christmas Carol that right.
1: Charles Dickens. Yeah. And it's been done to death. That's what's crazy. This is like the real first time the movie was, or the story was done with a modern feel.
0: Yeah, it took some liberties. Uh, I mean, it doesn't follow it to a T, but
1: it hits it, the gist.
0: Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um well,
1: really touches the meat and potatoes of that story.
0: Before we jump in, is there anything going on in our lives that we want to update people on?
1: We fucking suck at picking football games.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's oh, true.
1: The Raiders had that really crazy uh played in that game against the Patriots. Oh, pretty psyched about that.
0: Um that's true i didn't watch it but i know that they did win so good for them
1: (laughs) it's just been a rough week the weather in indiana is so crazy
0: i know we're about to get rocked with snow apparently
1: yeah negative conditions it's not really been cold at all just in the mornings now it's going to be just freezing
0: yeah I want snow, but I don't want it like this. Because they're saying we're going to get rain and then it's going to ice and then it's going to snow on top of that. And this is this is the problem of living in the Midwest. Is For sure. We're going to have weather in the 40s and 50s and then in the literal negatives, just not 24 hours later. No. And
1: I don't mind snow. I I hate ice.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: If we weren't getting the ice, I'd be okay.
0: Thankfully, I have the option of working from home if it comes down to it, so not you, but I do, so there's that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What else has happened this week? Oh, just really just both of us have been working a lot.
0: Yeah, I've got nothing new, unfortunately.
1: It's rough. The Christmas season, we're just always busy. I had the Christmas party tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. That was fun.
0: Yeah, Uh we don't even get to have a Christmas party at my work just because we're all scattered everywhere. It'll be yeah. virtual at best.
1: I had a good time at mine, though. I'm just so entertaining, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Well, I guess that's it as far as updates. Nothing real big going on right now.
1: No. So, but it'll be Christmas soon.
0: We could go ahead and jump into some numbers if you want to give us that.
1: Yeah. So Scrooge came out November twenty third, nineteen eighty eight. So it kind of got people ready for the holiday season. Upon yeah, right before that would be just really it came out
0: about Thanksgiving time. Yeah,
1: yeah, which makes sense. You could have went mm, went and saw this, got prepared for Thanksgiving. Maybe even went and saw it the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and just throughout all of December. Uh This movie got made for thirty two million dollars in nineteen eighty
0: eight. Seem like a lot to you, or not a lot? It seems like a lot to me. I feel Uh, like realistically today that'd be close to what a hundred million. Pretty close.
1: I'd say seventy or eighty. Let's. I could be wrong, but
0: you said thirty million in eighty eight.
1: Thirty two million.
0: Oh excuse me, thirty two million.
1: So that's what thirty four years ago, thirty five years ago. Uh. I would say that's what? It's got to be what? 70, 80 million. Um, Am I close?
0: Oh, I want to put in in and calculate (laughs) it. Oh,
1: 80, 80. 80.5. Man, I'm just good at this.
0: Well, I thought it would be closer to triple.
1: You know, I couldn't figure out why they spent that much money making this movie because it doesn't really have like a huge cast. Mm -hmm. Like it has a lot of old actors in it. And of course, Bill Murray. But I didn't realize how much they spent on effects.
0: Hmm. Did you say how much it made in the box office? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, uh,
1: 100 million.
0: Oh, well, it made its money back.
1: Yeah. It did really good as far as uh, turning a profit. So, so about
0: two two 250 million a day on a budget of 80. So that's that's right. pretty good.
1: That's really nice.
0: And especially for a Christmas movie. I don't know. I've, I guess people... Numbers haven't lied, though. Christmas movies seem to sell pretty well.
1: Yeah. I don't or at can't least really they of, used to. I can't really think of one that's ever really been, like, terrible. Well, we talked about... Did, did well.
0: Home Alone did extremely well. Right. And what else had we talked about Christmas movie-wise? The Grinch. Oh, yeah. One of the highest grossing movies of all ever. time. Yeah.
1: And that's not even counting the Jim Carrey one. Like, the Jim Carrey one did really well.
0: Yeah, I guess people just get excited around the holidays and want to see holiday it makes you feel good for the most part you
1: have people that are just obsessed with christmas like those nut cases that put more than one tree in their house
0: (laughs) we almost have to put more than one tree in our house because that's just because we can't agree i know
1: (laughs) don't make it something more than it is
0: i like decorations that are color coordinated and neat and you like multicolored and mismatch yes
1: that feels like a family
0: I, they can both. They I like both of them. I just like the. Like organize. you want yours to look
1: upscale and bougie. I want mine to look like. Hey, we're gonna go hang out at the Harris's house.
0: We're you not know, uptight. Welcome. Yeah. I don't know. I like both. I do. Uh, i Feel nostalgic when I see the multicolored and the mismatch, and we kind of went with <laughs> a, an in between. I think this year we find a ha- we it, found a happy medium.
1: Yeah, we ended up buying this tree. They didn't have the tree we wanted, so we bought the dang display. <laughs> and yeah, we bought a fake tree. Who's one, who's nuts enough to spend money on a real tree?
0: It's no more expensive than a fake one. But, you, but the, the fake one, you're on supposed it. to
1: have the fake one forever. <laughs> a real one, you got to water that thing and all that. That's just too much work.
0: We have animals that would ruin it. Yes.
1: I'd <laughs> be like Cousin Eddie <laughs> from freaking oh. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Telling the dog to get out of the bowl.
0: Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I totally derailed you. You were talking about numbers.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it did really well on everything it was able to profit from. It came out in a weird time, though, for me. 88 was kind of a weird time for movies because a lot of things were changing. TV. Well, Music, I wasn't TV. alive,
0: so <laughs> it had no effect on me.
1: Yeah. Because you had like the return of boy bands and stuff that happened all at the end of the 80s. That's why you, that's why the music in that movie is so random.
0: I guess. Well, it was Danny Elfman who did the music, right?
1: Yeah, but not like the pop music and all that.
0: No, no, but you can 100% hear oh, Danny yeah, it's, Elfman. It,
1: it's every Danny Elfman song you ever heard. <laughs> oh,
0: you can stop that
1: <laughs> right now. It's every Danny Elfman song. It's never changed. Yeah, bum bum boom,
0: Well, if you're being, if we're being fair, this kind of came before a lot of his bigger movies that he's known for, like Nightmare Before Christmas. This and
1: this came right at the same time he did Beetlejuice after Pee Wee.
0: Yeah. Beetlejuice has kind of a different sound. I mean, it's still on the darker side of yeah, but it's got a different sound. I feel like what you hear in Scrooge though is kind of his calling card, though. That's what you hear throughout because he also did um, Edward Scissorhands. Edward the, Scissorhands, which is
1: his favorite music. Which I think this music is what inspired him to do the type of music he did for Edward Scissorhands. You can okay. hear it a lot.
0: I haven't seen Edward Scissorhands in a while.
1: Yeah. I think the music is what makes that movie so touching.
0: hmm I I mean I remember it. I would just to refresh myself. I want to hear it again. Tim uh,
1: Burton making a movie about himself. What an egotistical prick! That's, <laughs> that's what
0: Edward Scissorhands is.
1: Look at look at <laughs> Tim Burton, uh-huh. and then look at Edward Scissorhands.
0: I I mean, just because he's got crazy black hair.
1: It's more than that. It's the character. It's the shyness <laughs> and all that. It's the seclusion. It's the feeling like you're way different than everybody else.
0: I guess. I mean, you could argue that for Sweeney Todd, because he also is with Helena Bonham Carter. Really,
1: Sweeney Todd was already a character. Ever since her hands, he's that's a uh, character he created.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Um. Okay. Well, do you? Was it directed by anyone? Notable? Richard Donner. Oh, that's right. Okay. Richard
1: Donner, who did my favorite movie ever, The Goonies. And Uh, another great Christmas movie. The Goonies?
0: Oh. I thought you were saying The Goonies was a Christmas movie. Oh, no.
1: You can watch The Goonies anytime. It's always good. Yeah, But Richard Donner, he's done some work now. Mm -hmm. He he made The Omen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else he's done, because he's done a lot of my favorite movies. Hmm. Well, Once he's known for... Oh, Superman. How'd I forget Superman? Then
0: did he... Hold on. What Superman?
1: Uh, With Christopher Reeve. So the actual Superman that started the superhero trend, I think.
0: Okay. So we're not talking like Margot Kidder?
1: No. Okay. We're talking like the 70s and 80s Superman.
0: Okay. Well, isn't that when she did?
1: No. Margot Kidder. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about that Margot Robbie. Never mind.
0: No, that's... I'm like, why are you giving me a weird look? Is that her first name, Margot, or did I just...
1: No, you're right. It's Margot Kidder.
0: Okay. You're making me feel crazy. Like, for once, I think I thought I knew what I was talking about. And then you made me second guess myself.
1: I know. We're just too tired.
0: (laughs) Then, does that mean... Who directed the uh, Amityville Horror? Was that Donner? No. Okay. Uh, or I guess the director liked Kidder from Superman. seeing her. Okay, that was it. I, just, I remember us talking about yeah. that. Anyway, uh, but speaking
1: Donner's, of... Richard Donner has done some really awkward movies too, though. Mm-hmm. Like he did The Toy. You hate talking about that movie.
0: I've never even seen that all the way through. I refuse.
1: <laughs> but he did all the Lethal Weapons movies.
0: Well, I do like those.
1: Yes. You love Lethal Weapon too. I, yeah. He's done, he's done some work.
0: But let's talk about the cast.
1: The cast is loaded. At least for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, your leading man is Bill
1: Murray. Yeah, this is kind of his comeback movie because he quit acting after Ghostbusters because he tried to do a serious movie and it flopped hard.
0: Oh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't even remember the name of the movie because the movie sucks. But, um, <sighs> you know, he had that really small part in little shop of horrors uh-huh. to get ready for a comeback yeah then he comes out and does this movie and it put him back it put him back in a, a spot yeah but
0: um uh, you've got is- another murray in there don't you who oh has- you yeah, have all
1: the murray brothers are in this all of them yeah the one that you see in everything like he the one from caddy the one that plays his dad
0: oh that's one uh, of his brothers his it's like
1: brian doyle murray or something
0: and then the guy who plays his brother mm-hmm.
1: uh John Murray uh, and the one from uh shit one crazy summer Oh that's right
0: he's yeah. a Murray He's in there too who was he play? He was
1: in the he was in the party scene when they were the playing park. when they were playing the oh. the guessing game Yeah you had Brian Doyle Murray I just want to see the brothers the Murray brothers names Joel Murray that's his name
0: Okay. Um, what other notable actors are in here though? Oh, uh, well Karen Allen.
1: She, Karen Allen from Indiana Jones movies.
0: Is she play the one of the
1: ghosts? No, she was Claire.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Uh
1: You had John Forsyth who was Lou. Don't
0: let me go, Lou. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, John Forsyth, he's a he was a huge actor way back when. He's won, like, Golden Globe Awards and all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think. of. It. He was real big for, uh, what was the name of the movie? Like, The Trouble with Harry. That was a big movie.
0: I don't think I've heard of that.
1: Also black and white. He's just, it's movie has a lot, Bobcat Goldthwait, also from oh, uh, One Crazy Summer. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to guess that's how he, he got this movie in the, and uh, what that Murray brother got in it, because they'd just done One Crazy Summer a year or two before this.
0: Yeah. How can I forget? Yeah.
1: They used a lot of really old actors for this movie. Uh-huh. You know, like they used Robert Mitchum and people like that. Michael Pollard. That's Herman, the homeless man. Mm. Uh, you had Carol Kane. She was the gross Christmas present. You like her okay, a lot.
0: That's what, I, who I was thinking of. Yeah.
1: She's good in everything. Oh, Mary Ellen trainer, who we always bring up. She's been on this podcast more than anybody else. She's in it. Yes. She's the uh she's the one that that's Bill Murray Secretary. Tries to hit. Yes.
0: Yes, that's right. The one time she doesn't play a mom.
1: Yeah. She just plays a girl that Bill Murray's about to get it in with. About to. But doesn't. He he was going to. Let's just be honest. <laughs> oh, and this movie freaking has Lee Majors in just a cameo. The six million dollar man for no reason.
0: <laughs> Old um, Santa Slay. Yeah, but I mean, you also get the Goulet for five seconds.
1: Silver <laughs> He definitely was on set drunk.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And he would be in Beetlejuice. How crazy is that? That's right, yeah. The Goulet. Uh,
0: yeah, really, anyone else's very small parts, either just cameos or mm-hmm. kind of.
1: And only Robert Goulet could sing on the bayou, you know what I mean? <laughs> Old-fashioned Cajun Christmas.
0: Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much covers the most notable part of the cast.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: So I guess if we just want to jump right into it, we can talk about our favorite parts of the movie and break yeah. it down. Okay.
1: I think this movie has a really fun beginning.
0: It do- It opens up. The first time you watch it, you're not sure what you're seeing because it's... Mm-hmm. There is no Bill Murray. You're seeing Santa and elves. It's like
1: this really nice Santa's workshop. Uh Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, they're just overrun by terrorists.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: it's the perfect 80s movie because of all that action. Yeah, you find out.
0: So Bill Murray works for a company called IBC. He's the the president of this company, which streams television
1: yes he i think he runs all of programming
0: Mm -hmm, something like that and what it is it opens up with them actually watching promos for some of the tv shows to see how they look for christmas time right
1: and they're getting ready to gear up well they're gearing up for christmas eve and christmas yes because they plan to own it yes for ratings and all that Mm because back then people cared about ratings
0: Oh yeah, it was a big deal, and you wanted to be the most watched show on television right. and have the most viewers. And mm-hmm. they watch this, whatever it is, promo for this action Christmas movie. What is it called?
1: Santa Slay.
0: Santa S L A Y. S L A Y yo. Oh my God, um, Bill Murray is not impressed. He has a blank stare on his face, and he just asks them to show. He says, "Show me the Scrooge promo."
1: yeah it's so dark has nothing to do with Scrooge mm-hmm. it's like a dude shooting up a drive by shooting on a highway no
0: cause first they show the actual promo the family friendly with the Mary Lou Retton and all the
1: yeah but he's like that ain't, shit ain't gonna work show the old the man in promo. the chair
0: yeah and he gets mad he's like you got America's favorite old fart in an armchair,
1: in front <laughs> of a fireplace that's
0: right uh so then he asked them to play the new Scrooge promo
1: and he is he is talking it over the whole time
0: and has that super evil smile on his face when it's the city's on fire and you mm-hmm. see like bugs crawling over people's bodies and... it was
1: it's really dark. it's, it's a dude shooting up and it, uh, shooting literally on the highway-hmm
0: um, what is the ta- the promo tag for that one? something about Yule you don't want to miss it or you'll be scared to miss Something it like that i don't know it's really dark it has literally nothing to do with awful a christmas carol that uh he calls it the scrooge promo but it's mm-hmm. it's going to be the christmas carol that they play uh live action they're actually going to have people on christmas eve and it's going to be streaming live also
1: Just so he can guarantee that it was going to be the programming he was showing, he put the Scrooge name at the end of it. Yes. So he can't be held at fault for false advertising.
0: Yeah. That's the only thing that stuck out. He is
1: such an evil guy in this movie.
0: Right, and all his people around the the office, the boardroom, are saying, you know, people already you like the first one. Yeah, they're like, you can't show people that, plus the original promo's doing just fine. And he's like, I don't care. We're going to show this. This is the Scrooge promo that I want. And right off the of bat, you know, Bill Murray's going to just be an insufferable character. Yeah,
1: he's going to be a prick the whole time.
0: Yeah, he is your Ebenezer Scrooge.
1: He treats everybody like garbage.
0: Oh, Especially yeah. Especially his assistant. Yes, which... Uh, what's her name? Grace? Grace. Grace! That's what... Why is every assistant's name Grace? That's in Ferris Bueller, too. I
1: know. It's just popular for the 80s. It's
0: weird. Because in A Christmas Carol, it's Ebenezer and Bob Cratchit. hmm Right? Yes. Or Yes. And his... Or was that the name of his assistant? Well, the the co-owner, the guy that died. Oh. Cratchit is his assistant, and then it's Crawley or something like that was the the co-owner. Anyway, so she isn't. It's a woman, and her name is not Cratchit or Barb or whatever or (laughs) something. The female version of Bob, Roberta.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just disgrace. Also has has to do with Christmas. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, he's just roaming to everybody. And you even get to see him later when he's leaving the building, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to catch a cab.
1: Well, someone challenges his authority, and he fires them Mm
0: -hmm. the
1: day before Christmas.
0: Oh, Bobcat, his character, which Elliot, that was his name. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Elliot's leaving early today. (laughs) And actually... (laughs) times how long it takes for them to throw him out of the building
1: yeah that is sick and sadistic
0: it is that's terrible but and you just you get to see this all throughout the first 20 minutes or so even yeah about roughly 20 minutes of the movie of him just being an absolute nightmare where he's stealing cabs from old ladies and talking to his brother like he's trash yeah he
1: talks to his brother like his brother's just an imbecile
0: his brother's trying to convince him to go to Christmas, with the host family. Christmas dinner, and he's like, absolutely not. That's never going to happen. Stop asking me. And I, he he wants nothing to do with it, nothing to do with this time of year. Yeah, I don't know. All he's he really cares awful.
1: about is people watching TV. He even says that mm-hmm. they're going to tune into the boob tube.
0: He's mad that everyone's standing in his way on the sidewalk and mm-hmm. tells him to go home and watch TV so he can make more money. And that's all he cares about, which, yeah, if you aren't f- familiar with the Christmas store or a Christmas carol, it's... V- it, it was about greed. It's parallel for the most part. Like Again, they took some liberties, but you have Bill Murray, who's just obsessed with making money and being rich and
1: famous and being on top of everybody. He's just constantly standing on people's necks mm-hmm. for no reason. He technically, he really kind of does it to his, his own brother.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's the scene where him and Grace are in his office and he's going through the Christmas list to see what Christmas presents he's sending out. And And it's like
1: company towels.
0: 90% of the people are getting a towel with the IBC logo on it. And a couple elite few are getting a VCR, which was top of the line in Mm -hmm. 1988.
1: Yeah, it's like a Pioneer VCR with, and you can record off of it. And my goodness, he Grace asks about her bonus, and he's like, "Towel and a washcloth."
0: Yeah, put yourself down for a towel, and she gets crappy. So he tells her a towel and a washcloth.
1: This movie's a is as aged as it gets because you talk about decadence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This movie has all that. He represents that that greed. Of the time, yeah. The bigger is better, and but then, it's all about power.
0: But then there's a character that shows up, which really I don't think he represents anyone in the original Christmas Carol. But it's the the hot shot, the what's his face? Oh,
1: oh, um, he was in uh, Gremlins Two, the new batch.
0: Yeah, and I can't think
1: of his. Who was he? Was the head of that company? Huh. And he was there to take Frank's job technically even though he was his understudy that was there to help him
0: oh yeah Bill Murray plays Frank I don't even know if we said that and then this guy shows up to help him out and to help things run smoothly yeah and his Slimed plan
1: from al- California
0: yeah his plan all along is to take it over he's almost just as bad as Frank
1: is he might be worse because he's a guy that's he's cutthroat yeah very and he tries to play it off like he's this really nice guy from California yeah Mm -hmm. (sighs) and he went to school with he says the big guy's son yeah which uh this whole time uh bill murray's his boss Mm -hmm. is talking about the programming and how it has to be a hit and then he starts talking about things that they really need to key in on Mm -hmm. like what was it It was dog food or dogs and cats watching programming so they need to have things that are stimulating to them
0: yes he's like throw some dormice in there i feel like it (laughs) needs some dormice
1: yeah and Frank's um, like, yeah, I always thought it could use mice.
0: I all, I thought it was missing something. <laughs> but you you see all these different interactions between Frank and with strangers, with family, with coworkers. And he just sucks all around, essentially. That's just the short of it. He's mm-hmm. a crappy person. and But he's finally met with what we've been waiting on, which is our first ghost.
1: Right. And we also have to point out, they make sure to point out how cruel and unusual Frank is. He wins a humanitarian award. Uh Uh-huh. He gives this really passionate speech, but there's just nothing behind it. He's really cold in his speech, even.
0: Yeah, he's just, like, flicking the... Award.
1: Yeah. And then he leaves it in the cab, because he doesn't give two shits about it.
0: No. No. Well, and when you see him go back to his office, his brother's waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And he's got this exercise room. And on the wall, his last name is Cross. He's As Frank a, Cross. A definition. He's put a defin- a definition yes. of the word cross. And it says, it's a noun, something mm-hmm. you hang mm-hmm. people on.
1: Yes. It's <laughs> like,
0: Jesus Christ. Oh, I shouldn't say Jesus dark. Christ. <laughs> 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 this is the season. That was bad timing. <laughs> but yeah, he's hanging there. Oh God! <laughs> All now you around, said Jesus. everything, just everything. It's so <laughs> dark and awful. But he's finally met with the first, with a ghost. I shouldn't say the first ghost, but he's met with the spirit
1: of. It had to be somebody from his past, because that's the that's the actual the story. Of the story. Mm-hmm. It's really cool because it was the guy that gave him a shot and made him wealthy and made him the monster he is yeah and this is actually the best makeup i think in the movie
0: oh yeah the mice the mouse pops out of his head with the golf ball
1: also shooting even like a cartoon character we just starts leaking leaking all the alcohol and stuff
0: uh-huh take it easy uh, on the bacardi yeah which great line it was brown brown liquor is bacardi brown
1: i feel I like i've never I think, seen brown. i think frank already shot the bacardi uh-huh so he just made a different drink
0: Okay, because I remember seeing it. I'm like, recently as an adult, obviously not as a, a younger kid, but not I'm as like, an
1: adolescent. You like saying? that's not Bacardi, yeah. <laughs> you weren't drinking Bacardi during that time.
0: I was 21 when I had my first legal drink. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Um, and it, yeah, he he's met with the old. President of IBC. Right. Which, in The Christmas Carol, it's his partner. It's Ebenezer's partner who had
1: passed. And was wearing the chains.
0: Mm-hmm. Crawley, I think. I really want to say it was his name. Crawley?
1: Yeah. And in this one, it's Lou Hayward, and he's... He tells this really weird story. He was just out on the golf, co- golf course, and he just... He died. But it's... Like... His past has done nothing but haunt him because he can't, he can't move over.
0: Well, because he was also very cold and yes. about the money and about getting views and.
1: And then later on, they touch on how he uh, constantly cheated on his wife and shit like that.
0: Yeah, but he has this crazy encounter Frank does that he can't even believe it. He thinks he's losing his mind, but after he has his encounter with him, he actually his phone ends up dialing by itself Mm -hmm. an ex-girlfriend and now he thinks he's really losing it and he leaves yeah he leaves a crazy voicemail for Claire that's like I don't know what's happening but I need to talk to you as soon as possible and Claire does end up showing up and he tries to play it off he's like well I I must have eaten something bad a bad clam (laughs) this is
1: a really weird part too because this is uh, the run-through of the program they're gonna be showing live they're doing a live mm. show on Christmas. That
0: it, is, it's the parallel it's so of the actual movie Scrooge that you're watching, which is the Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and they are broadcasting a Christmas Carol. Yes. So it's all happening in in tandem.
1: And they're talking about he's meeting with uh, someone from uh like the network that's gonna uh-huh. try to rate this thing, and he's telling her. Or she's telling him, rather, I'm sorry, that they need to start covering these girls up a little bit more because they're going to have dancers. Oh. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see anything wrong with this. And she's like, well, frankly, you can see her nipples. And you can see her nipples. Oh, yes. you
0: can in the actual movie if you look. I
1: want to see her nipples.
0: <laughs> they're really looking.
1: <laughs> you can hardly see them nipples. See, and he's really looking.
0: Uh, Yeah, he's... At this point, just because he met the one spirit, nothing has changed yet. He thinks he just had a weird dream or something. Yeah,
1: even though he spit a golf ball out yeah. of his mouth after taking a huge drink.
0: Yeah, like maybe he drank too much or something like that. He's not convinced, though. At this at this point in the movie, he's not convinced. Yeah, he
1: thinks the vodka that he was drinking might have uh, poisoned him.
0: So he tries telling Claire that it was an accident. He, he was just in having an episode and everything is fine now. She obviously isn't buying it. She said, no. you know, you sounded pretty freaked out on the phone.
1: Yeah, she said he was scared. He, She could tell it.
0: And they kind of banter back and forth a little bit, almost like old times where they're joking and flirting. And But then immediately he goes right. She gets to see him in action, if you will, where he's bossing everyone around, and she realizes he's not changed he's not he's not the, he's he's not the guy he used to know yeah he's worse than when she left and tells him you know maybe we'll we can see each other again sometime but
1: yeah
0: ends up leaving He also
1: says something really horrible like they were trying to figure out how to make one of the dormice look like a little reindeer by putting yeah. antlers on its head and they couldn't get it to work yeah and he's like did you try staples uh-huh. And he says that right in front of Claire, and she's like, staples?
0: Right. Put a staple into a little mouse's head. Right. I mean, that would just kill it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then her being a like kind-hearted person, mm-hmm. she's like, "I'm. if you try to do something like that, I'll turn you in.
0: Right. She, no qualms. She'll yeah. do it. <laughs> she doesn't care that it's Frank or not. But she is. She's very good-hearted, and she parallels the character and the the actual Christmas Carol. Who mm-hmm. owes? He did in the original Christmas Carol. Ebenezer Scrooge actually did have a love in his earlier years that he ended up chasing off over money.
1: Yes, over, he chased off the love of his life over uh, over debt.
0: It was like a missed mortgage payment or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and
1: he took the the property and all that, and then sold it off. Yeah, it, it just
0: yeah, and that parallels this. That's the Claire character in this one. I don't remember what she her name is in A Christmas Carol. Anyway, he he tries to go to lunch with the head of yeah. IBC, and because he's he's not the president. I keep saying he's the president, but I think the guy he goes to lunch with is the president. Plus, uh, the California hotshot. Can't think of his name.
1: I can't neither. He's an LA slime ball. That's all I remember him as.
0: Yeah. They all end up going to lunch together where Bill Murray, Frank, is hallucinating that he sees somebody catch on fire. He sees an eyeball in his drink.
1: He has a lot of bad things happen to him all at once. Bryce Cummings.
0: Bryce, that's right. And... No one else is seeing this. He's seeing all this crazy stuff and he's screaming and yelling and no one else is reacting. And He's so confused.
1: Yeah, he starts seeing people on fire and he sees an eyeball in his drink.
0: So I guess we're supposed to assume at this point it's the ghost of Christmas present who is jacking with him right now.
1: Right, and he thinks it's the maitre d' and the waiter that are messing with him. He thinks one of them are the ghost. He's like, are you him? Are you yeah. him? Yeah. Are you he? <laughs> Gets corrected at the table.
0: Yeah, but he does. He eventually ends up running into the ghost very soon after because he runs outside to get a cab, mm-hmm. right?
1: My favorite, part, one of my favorite parts is when he slips on the door trying to leave the building after oh. he does this old boy with water. Yeah, I love when he slips. <laughs> I I slap laugh at that every time I see it.
0: He. <laughs> But he ends up running outside to get a cab and jumps in a, a specific cab.
1: Yeah, a cab bumps another cab forward, mm-hmm. and then Bill Murray gets in it.
0: And you find out and uh, when this cab driver starts to take off with him. I don't remember where he asked to go, but the cab driver's taking off and driving crazy and not watching the road, mm-hmm. and... You realize he makes some comment, but you realize he is the ghost, and it's too late. Bill Murray's locked in the car. He can't open the doors. He can't get out, Um, and ends up, they actually travel. Oh, he's the ghost of Christmas past. I'm sorry. I said present. it's
1: David Johansson from the New York Dolls, too. That's what's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's an actual like rock guy.
0: Anyway, they end up traveling back in time. Yeah. And when he's driving the cab, it looks like he's about to run into the back of uh, some type of truck or something. Yeah.
1: Is this your favorite part of the movie?
0: It's a good part of the movie. I don't know if it's my favorite.
1: I think this is my favorite part of the movie.
0: Truthfully, my favorite part is with the ghost of Christmas future. Okay. I like that better, I think.
1: Okay. Not not present? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, I like well, the future. In this scene, you get Bill Murray seeing things through his childhood, because he starts telling stories to this ghost. Like the ghost doesn't know that Frank's gonna lie. Like, he
0: well, he doesn't real. I don't think he realizes at this point that the ghost is all-knowing you know he yeah. knows everything about frank's past so when frank tries to lie about stuff he's just laughing at him because he knows he's lying
1: yeah like he tries to tell him a story and it's from the freaking little house in the prairie
0: uh-huh but you do you get a touching scene where he gets to go back in time and see himself as a little kid yeah. watching tv and his mom's pregnant smoking a cigarette in the, <laughs> in the living room <laughs> with his room. little brother yeah yeah and
1: You get to see his asshole dad.
0: His dad shows up after working late with a big cut of meat because he's like a butcher or something.
1: Yeah. Prime, uh, prime veal. Mm-hmm. That was the gift.
0: But the thing that the ghost tells him that he would do, and he does do, is because Frank's trying to play all tough and stuff like this isn't going to affect him and he's like yeah you say that until you see your mother and then you're going to be sobbing because yeah that's what happens and, and not only
1: that like the ghost says it happens to everybody mm-hmm. you should have some he he brings up someone else famous and he's like uh, yeah. when they saw their mother niagara falls Yeah, and this actually is really touching when bill murray starts crying
0: it is sad because it's the mom gets up after his dad treats both of them like dirt
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she looks at him and says, I love you, Frankie. And he turns and looks back at his mom and says, I love you, mom. And he starts crying because he doesn't have his mom anymore. And it's yeah.
1: sad. Yeah, it's kind of emotional even thinking about it now. It's. It, it, I don't know what Bill Murray was going through to do that scene, but it's really touching.
0: I feel like he... The tears looked a little forced, honestly, on Bill Murray's face. You think so? I think so, yeah.
1: I think it was real emotion. I thought he was really good right there. And I don't ever really say that about Bill Murray.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did a good job. I just feel like it, it was forced to get that type of emotion. But he does. He—he he, The ghost is trying to take him through all these different parts in his life and showing him how good he had it even though no he didn't have all this money and he mm-hmm. wasn't on top of everything he still had the people in his life that he loved and cared about he had his mom and his dad and he took it he took that for granted and spent yes. his time in front of the tv and lost all that time with his parents um then the ghost ends up taking him to
1: present day well, not he, present day his uh first day
0: when he's an intern at the yes. ibc network And everyone, they're having this big Christmas party. He's the only one still working. He's working and taking papers to people. And they're like, do you not realize we got a Christmas party going on? He's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to wrap up soon. (laughs) And he, one of the girls he works with tries to ask him out. And he turns her down like he doesn't even bat an eye and he's super ticked at himself watching like present day Bill Frank is watching young Frank do this and he's like oh my god must you have idiot. my mind. Yeah. Um and he was a really hard worker, I'll give him that. Like he mm-hmm. definitely put everything into this job, but that's ultimately his downfall. And it got
1: noticed by Lou Hayward. That it was did. young Lou.
0: Yeah. It did. Um but it's still it was his undoing at the same time. Right. And you fast forward a little bit more and you get to see, well, not, it was like later that night, that first Christmas mm-hmm. party where he runs into Claire literally.
1: She bumps that freaking dude in the head of the door. Just knocks him out cold.
0: Yeah. so instead of, I mean, and then this is where he does find love because I mean, you have the super hot blonde in the office, but she's just she's trying just to hook up him. with whoever. Yeah. And then you have Claire, who's the sweet burnett which sound it sounds so stupid but they play on those stereotypes of yeah. the ditzy blonde versus when you're burnett you're obviously invisible and sweet <laughs> i don't know what's up with that stereotype but it was like
1: a love at first sight thing too like bill murray right away oh yeah and he then,
0: does she asked him to chinese food
1: he like <laughs> He just shot a chick down over Chinese food, and this chick asked him to do the same thing, and he's all about
0: it. Uh, Yeah, he'll eat it if it means getting to hang out with this girl a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And you see very quickly, kind of going through their relationship, them at Christmas time exchanging gifts,
1: smoking pot,
0: in the bathtub, yeah. Yeah. As we do casually. (laughs) She buys him knives (laughs) and cut tin cans. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not
1: as. For they legal do.
0: reasons, not us. Like, we got to say that. <laughs> so uh, he, she buys him the knives that can cut through tin cans. And,
1: <laughs> yeah, but, the Gensus.
0: But then you see, it doesn't matter what he's doing. It kind of seems weird. This almost seems like a backslide to me. But when it fast forwards to him working as the dog.
1: Oh, on the TV show?
0: Yeah, doesn't that seem like a backward slide from the... Oh, I guess he was just no, an intern. No, he was
1: getting... He was moving up because they were testing him for better things. I guess because that literally got him like that big night with Lou, and that's what launched his uh, big part of his career.
0: I'll be honest, and I just kind of thought about this, but before he was just an intern running papers and mm-hmm. stuff, he was a paper boy, and then he goes on to play this dog, and I can't remember the dog's name, but Scrappy. I don't think it's Scrappy. Are you sure?
1: It's something like that.
0: Well, he goes on to play this dog it's a character. Bone, you
1: lucky dog.
0: But now that I think about it, I'm almost wondering, Lou recognized him when he was the intern mm-hmm. and passing out papers. It's almost like he wanted to see how far he could push him and humiliate him. And he That's makes him do this dog character where he finally, you know, he realizes he... He's willing to stoop as low as he needs to stoop to please the people around him. Right. And so Lou or whatever the the president's name is is like, you know what? Why don't you come have dinner with me? Like, I've humiliated you enough. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and we'll talk actual jobs here. Let's talk business. To me, that's kind of what it looks like to me.
1: Yeah, because he invited him on the the plane and all that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was just a way to knock him down, see how far you could push him down, yeah. which is exactly what Frank ends up turning into. He he's willing to step on people and just absolutely humiliate people to
1: and have no remorse.
0: See to see how far he can push them. That's what he does to his his uh, assistant, Grace. I mean, yeah,
1: he treats her like garbage
0: when he makes fun of her kids' drawings. Grace, how many fingers does Mrs. Claus have?
1: (laughs) Right. Throw it away.
0: Get rid of it. (laughs) He's mad because she's got 11 fingers.
1: Hmm.
0: 11.
1: (laughs) But this movie goes really, really dark because then (laughs) the ghost just leaves Frank on the set.
0: Yeah, he keeps... The ghosts keep dropping him off in the actual set of The Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. And... He Then he gets to meet the ghost of Christmas present.
1: Right. This is after he makes an ass of himself in front of Bryce. So Bryce realizes he's going to have Bill Murray's job.
0: Oh, yeah. He can see Frank coming apart at the seams and he knows that.
1: And he calls for lunch and totally goes over Frank's head. And, and it, then
0: humiliates him by saying, "Oh, I'm yeah. sorry you you can call everyone come back. let's let Frank call lunch, like talks to him like a child.
1: yeah it it there was heat between those two right off the bat too. It was not good
0: mm-hmm. I feel like they he spends the most time with the Christmas uh, ghost of Christmas past mm-hmm. because when you get to Christmas present, she's showing him what he has done to the people around him so she takes him to his brother's house Mm -hmm. where he sees they're playing board games but that's where he also sees that no matter how crappy he treats his brother his brother still cares about him
1: yeah his brother does a really great thing for him took a picture from their childhood and he made a frame to put it in
0: yeah and all of his friends and his girlfriend are giving him crap because they're telling him, you know, he's not going to appreciate this. He doesn't care about you. What's he going to send you, you know?
1: And um, then they open his Christmas present. It's a brand new VCR. <laughs> yeah. After he was he told Grace to send him a towel.
0: To send his own brother a towel, yeah. And
1: then what's he say? My ex-secretary sent that to him.
0: Mhm. That doesn't look like a towel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's not that big a deal. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> it's his own brother. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, speaking of Grace, the ghost takes him to see Grace and see just how poor they really are. They can't even afford a Christmas tree. They, But the family, again, even though they have nothing, this family is very close and they're still having fun and hanging out and they all love one another and you can tell just by looking into their lives you can see this and you i think he spends the least amount of time with this with this ghost
1: yeah i think this is a lot of people's favorite ghost if you want the truth
0: i don't know why she's kind of annoying
1: (laughs) i think it's just how upbeat she is and this is where a lot of the big part of the comedy comes in
0: hmm Yeah, she hits him in the face with a toaster.
1: Yeah, and keeps smacking him and three stooges him and all kinds of dumb shit.
0: Kicks him right in the balls. <laughs> oh.
1: She pokes him in the eyes and pulls his hair.
0: She's awful, man. <laughs> She's really annoying.
1: Yeah. She rocked him with the toaster, though. Mm-hmm. That bitch hit me with a
0: toaster. And once again, the ghost freaking drops him off in the middle of the set. So he comes stumbling out looking crazy
1: this is after a, some, what, what was it that happened? He sees uh, the dead corpse of Oh, Herman. that's
0: right. That's the last thing. So this is where it does start to take a dark turn.
1: Very dark.
0: She takes him down into like the sewers and then leaves him there.
1: Yeah. This is, this is after, this is a guy that he had met prior when he went to go see Claire. This is after he shit all over Claire too, for Claire being a good human being.
0: For trying to help the homeless. They need to learn to help themselves. Yeah, like,
1: scrape him off.
0: Yeah. Awful. How
1: can he tell somebody that? Mm-hmm.
0: But it, it, it's one of the homeless guys, and he actually, he froze to death in the sewer and is just mm-hmm. down there dead, and that is, in real time, that's really happening, so, mm-hmm. and he realizes that, that he can't save this guy, but he's trying to yell for help and while doing so he stumbles out into that's when he stumbles out into the set mm-hmm. and everyone's like they don't know what to do with him because I think <laughs> he's just losing his mind because he keeps popping out in the middle of these live sets
1: and then he shows up right by the elevator opens it up and then there's their sets grim reaper the well, ghost, ghost of Christmas, Christmas future, future. And he starts just going off on him. (laughs) screaming. Yeah. (laughs) Calls him a pussy even. That was hilarious. He does. That's right. (laughs) Yep. But little does he know the real one's about to show up.
0: Yeah. You find out that that's not the real Ghost of Christmas Future. But later he's stuck in the elevator with a guy in a big black cloak who keeps getting Mm -hmm. closer to him. He's like, hey, back (laughs) off. (laughs) Back off, man. Uh may i and then rips open the robe and sees all the souls inside of it
1: oh yeah that's gross
0: did our people do that (laughs) uh and this is where you get i feel like just classic tim burton classic which it's not tim burton but you get
1: it it does feel tim burton-esque
0: yeah this tim house and all that the Danny Elfman music, I feel yeah. like this is just...
1: The slanted walls that yes. definitely are just like either Beetlejuice ripped it off or it ripped off Beetlejuice.
0: The ghost face turns into a TV. Yes. And it's static. And when it zooms in, like it goes into the TV and then it's Bill Murray walking down a hallway. Yeah. It's very trippy what happens. Yeah, what you said, the halls are all slanted. It does 100% remind me of Beetlejuice when they go Mm -hmm. into the afterlife to get help from Juno. It reminds me of that. But he's walking down the halls and he keeps passing these different rooms. And each room has someone from his life in it in Mm -hmm. the future. So you see Grace's son, who hasn't talked since he he saw his father killed. He ends up getting committed into a um an insane asylum yeah you see claire with her friends who she ends up taking his quote-unquote advice
1: and now she's very wealthy and well to do
0: Mm -hmm. and grossed out by the little homeless kids who are asking for help and And bill
1: murray realizes really fast like he's everything he's done is wrong and he just he just feels disgusted with himself yeah you see it in his face really fast
0: well, he's seen what... It's almost like Claire is him now. Mm-hmm. And when he sees a reflection of himself, he realizes how awful he is. And it's, it's just very bizarre, that scene. It always weirded me out when you see Claire when she tells the kids to go away and then she starts laughing, but the tear is running down her face. Yeah, it's... Like, it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. But the final thing that he sees is... It's a like a morgue and he sees the crematorium part of the morgue.
1: And he assumes right away it's his brother.
0: Yeah, he sees uh someone walk in the room. Who is it that walks in? It's not his brother that walks in, it's like a friend of his brother's or something. Yeah,
1: it might have been his brother's girlfriend.
0: Yeah. He's like, Oh no, Remember. my brother died, shoot. And then his brother <laughs> walks in and goes, Oh no, there he is <laughs> and gets Wait. all excited. And then he's like,
1: Wait. Who's in there?
0: Mm -hmm. Again, and it's another trippy thing where you go from Bill Murray standing there to all of a sudden it zooms in and he's the one inside the casket.
1: This is the part I remember most from this movie, Mm -hmm. just from growing up, because it seemed like anytime you turn it on, and it was always on like HBO or Cinemax. Mm -hmm. So every time I turn this movie on, it's always this part, and this part's always kind of like, I don't know. It's like it's heartbreaking, like because you see this change happen in Bill Murray all at once. Uh-huh. Like he starts going back to he doesn't even call his brother uh, James. He's called he calls him Jimmy. Right. Like when they were little. Yeah. And he says, "Don't let him burn me."
0: Yeah. When he it's starts sad. screaming and crying and beating on the coffin, that freaked me out. That this As a whole kid, yes. Christmas, and I think that's why I like Christmas Future so much, is it stuck with me because of how bizarre this scene is. I can see that. And of course, he's hes not actually dying. It does pop back into present day and he realizes he, he's got his second chance now. He can stop all of that from happening <laughs> if he just makes amends with all these people.
1: Still got one more obstacle, though. Gotta get through Bobcat.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> with a shotgun. That's right. The last thing he saw before going to the future was Bobcat Goldthwait coming at him with a shotgun. Yeah. So when he pops back out of the elevator, Bob's still there and he ends up <laughs> hugging him and kissing him on the lips.
1: Offers him a brand new position.
0: Yeah. And he's like, you want to help me with something real quick? And they end up taking everybody hostage. Oh
1: <laughs> yeah. The whole programming room gets held up by Bobcat Goldthwait with a shotgun.
0: Oh, Lord. But you get this really heartfelt Speech because it's live now. This is actually Christmas Eve. They are filming live, and this is on live television that Bill Murray actually pops up on the screen and gives this really s- sad it's not sad, it but sincere. touching. Yeah, a touching monologue about caring for the ones around you. And um, it's not too
1: late to change.
0: Yeah, it does. You can't be too far gone. You can always. Turn things around and change things, and
1: and he really he he talks about things and there's things he did when he was the other Bill Murray mm-hmm. in this movie where he you knew he was a real slime ball. Like he talked about getting the champagne to him, and then he says not the not the stuff I send to the, to to the other people.
0: Give him the stuff that I order. <laughs> yeah, give
1: him the stuff I order.
0: You do you. He already is trying to fix things. Like mm, don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But they.
1: He gets Claire back.
0: Yeah, Claire gets a, a ride from Christmas past to help her.
1: <laughs> Which floor?
0: To get there on time. And he makes amends with Claire. And he tells Grace that she's going to get a raise, like a mm-hmm. crazy good raise. And uh, her boy talks. Mm hmm he doesn't actually see his brother face to face, but he knows his brother is probably watching. Mm-hmm. So he ends up actually talking to the camera and telling his brother that, um, he cares about him essentially is yeah. in a long way. He says that he cares about his brother and all is well in the end. It all comes full circle, which the the whole Christmas Carol story is the same thing. If you actually read the Christmas Carol, it's, it's touching. I know it's older. It's older English, so it can be hard to read, but it is really good. It is. Which Scrooge did deviate from the original story? It quite made a bit. it modern. But it did it obviously it worked. You know, it almost tripled its yeah. budget.
1: What it did is it took greed and put it into yuppie culture cuz that's what was big in the 80s. Mhm. And that's what Bill Murray's character pretty much was.
0: Yeah. But that's really the end of the movie. You end with, put a little love in your heart. (laughs) Yeah,
1: a really good rendition of it, too.
0: I don't know who sings it. I I may talk about it, but... um,
1: I absolutely really like the end of this movie.
0: I don't know. There's such a good moral behind the story and... I, that's why I really like this movie. It's, I think, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Christmas movie. It
1: is. It's a good movie.
0: Better than Gremlins?
1: <sighs> Megan. <laughs> Gremlins is timeless. This one's become more of a cult film. It's. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I can put it above Gremlins. I don't, I'm not saying it doesn't deserve to be above Gremlins. Uh-huh. I just don't know if I can put it above Gremlins. I don't know.
0: I think so, but I guess we'll we'll get to that when we talk yeah, about the rating. But we'll,
1: we'll go with the rating
0: before we get to the rating. I we'll gotta cover advance, some trivia. Go ahead.
1: I think Bill Murray was way better in the film when he was just the asshole. Uh-huh. I don't think you can beat how good he was at playing that kind of person in this movie. When he starts becoming heartfelt, I think that's when. I don't know. It's when you stop, like, caring about his character.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Like he kind of just phones it in. Yes. Yeah.
1: Because when he was being just a total, just asshole, Uh I think that's when he was at his best in this movie.
0: Well, and that's why I said when he goes to the past and you see him crying over his mom, to me it feels forced. So anytime you see him actually being sincere... I think it's forced. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. It depends on the scene. And also depends on in what order it was filmed. Maybe that's why some come off as more genuine, like him in the coffin. But then when you think about it, he didn't. I feel like he didn't want to die for selfish reasons. He just. Yep, not because be. he was leaving behind family, but nobody wants to die, you know? Right. But. We can cover some fun facts about yeah, how about it. that and then we can do our rating.
1: Hit me, baby. Ooh.
0: And we ended up covering a few things, so it uh, I may skim over it or just skip it, but I've got a couple of things here that I can read. Yeah, go ahead. The first is, did you know that this was written by two SNL alums?
1: Who?
0: The writers of the screenplay for Scrooge were Mitch, sorry, Mitch Glazer and Michael O'Donohue.
1: Oh, they must have just been writers for SNL.
0: Uh, O'Donohue is a bit of a comedy legend, as he was the first head writer of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Get and a key contributor to National Lampoon.
1: Makes sense. He would have been one of the guys that left with uh, Chevy chasing them.
0: And then Glazer is also a former SNL writer and has worked on a few Bill Murray projects, including this one.
1: let see.
0: There is, and this is, this website that I'm pulling these facts from kind of agrees with what I was saying. They Mm -hmm. said that this adaption of A Christmas Carol is a little more loose than most others. Right. So the movie is called Scrooged, but Bill Murray doesn't play a character called Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, He doesn't even have a more modern name. They completely change it and give him this name, Frank Cross.
1: Frankincense. I, oh, Francis is what his name it's is. It's
0: Francis, yeah. We do get all the ghosts and the tropes, though, and his network does put on a version of A Christmas Carol in the movie. But other than that, they took quite a few liberties yeah. with it.
1: You had to make it modern.
0: Yeah. There are several cameos in this film, if you didn't catch them all.
1: Yeah, Mary Lou Retton.
0: Right, the TV special within the movie Buddy Hackett, Mary Lou Retton and Jamie huh. Farr all play roles.
1: I yeah, I guess Buddy Hackett he was supposed to play Scrooge.
0: Buddy Hackett?
1: Yeah, I remember he was a bit uh oh, in the biggest the, goose in all of London, that that's guy. That's
0: right. Yeah. You mean the the play within the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: The inception of Scrooge within Scrooge.
0: Mhm. You also get Robert Goulet which the we talked about. And Lee Majors have cameos as themselves. Yes. Paul Schaefer and Miles Davis are also in the film as street musicians.
1: That's right. The street musicians he shits all over.
0: Mm-hmm. Tells them to get a real job. Yeah. Uh, we talked about how this is a Murray family reunion. It's got...
1: All four of the bro- all brothers. The,
0: <laughs> the brothers in the movie. There's also a notable musician who has a key role in this movie. Do you mm-hmm. know who that is?
1: Yeah, from the New York Dolls.
0: It's the ghost Christmas Pass. That's yep. right. But she looks gross in this movie. I don't know if that's what he looks like for real, but... Yeah. He looked nasty. The um, New York
1: Dolls suck. I'll just go ahead and say that real quick.
0: You touched on this a little bit, but I, I wasn't aware of this, that Murray actually took was taking, talking about taking a break from acting. Mm-hmm. It took a little convincing to get Murray to sign on to star in Scrooge. He felt burnt out from Ghostbusters. Oh, it was Razor's Edge that did so bad. Yes, It led to a four-year hiatus from acting, at which point his buddies Glazer and O'Donohue talked him into this movie. There's a New York landmark that was used in the film. Really? Yes. They needed a building to serve as the IBC building. Mm-hmm. They landed on the skyscraper known as the Seagram Building in New York City. Oh, cool. So it wasn't... Uh, some of the... I mean, most of it was shot in Hollywood, but this the particular scenes at the IBC building are actually in New York. Um, <laughs> Bill Murray actually got beat up in the movie. Carol Kane, who plays the Ghost of Christmas Past... Uh-huh. And her character is, she's not Ghost of Christmas Past, she's present. I said present. This says past. I knew that was wrong. Anyway, her character is rough on Frank. He'd, <laughs> Bill Murray didn't want her to pull any punches. And when the script called for her to hit Murray, he insisted that she... Really hit him? Yes. And it got to the point where the inside of his lip got split open.
1: Well, he's the one told her to do it. Yeah, it, was, it's when she,
0: it wasn't even for punching him. It's when she pulled on his lip.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That hurt, man. you uh, should nah. put on some chapstick. Wouldn't happen. I guess. I need chapstick Krusty right now. I'm licking lips. my... Hey.
1: Not you, Bill oh, Murray. I'm like
0: licking my <laughs> lips. Hey. Then, you,
1: then you freaking wipe your lip. <laughs> hey.
0: Bill Murray had issues with the director.
1: I believe it. Because Richard Donner wasn't going to break to all his wants. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray is no he is known for being hard to work with
0: that's I feel like this character Bill Murray is probably or th- this Frank character is probably what Bill Murray is like in real life closely yeah. to it anyway uh Bill didn't see eye to eye with what a lot of what Donner was doing and over the years he had expressed frustration with the experience in that he and Donner had different ideas of what the film should be in fact Murray has gone on as far as has gone as far as to say that he experienced a fair amount of misery while filming Scrooge.
1: That's going a little excessive, isn't it? I mean, Richard Donner has worked with kids, and mm-hmm. he worked with Mel Gibson.
0: He's, I don't know, this, and this list is, it gives one little thing that happened to him on set that, I don't know, I guess it would be annoying, but I don't think it would lead to, misery on set it said that the fake snow that was being used Uh left him coughing up blood at one point from inhaling it so much
1: just him nobody else on set?
0: I don't know it doesn't say (laughs) but there were other people who had issues with Donner it wasn't just Bill Murray
1: I would love to do an episode for Patreon where we just talk about the other side of Bill Murray yeah because everybody's sees him as this really nice guy because that's what he's been portrayed as. Uh-huh. But there are so many other stories about Bill Murray that would change people's perspective of him.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that.
1: Like, just the whole thing about Harold Ramis alone. Uh-huh. Crazy.
0: Um, anyway, it so the. the Bill Murray wasn't the only one with an issue with Donner. So Mm -hmm. did Glazer and O'Donohue from SNL, the writers. They had an issue with him. And O'Donohue at one point said that Donner simply did not understand comedy. (laughs) And Murray also said that Donner kept asking him to do takes louder. So I, I don't know. He said that he didn't do loud moments, I guess.
1: Bill Murray just doesn't like doing loud moments.
0: I guess he would try to tell him to shoot things louder. Oh, would. Oh, because
1: Frank's supposed to be like a, a controlling guy. He should yeah. have a big voice, you know? Yeah. That's what I get from that.
0: I guess. Um, let's see. What? Oh, you talked about Bill Murray falling, coming out of the restaurant after mm-hmm. he throws water. He actually fell. That was what you see.
1: And they kept it in, mm-hmm. in film. It's it's funny. It's, it works.
0: It's after he splashes the water on him, the stairs were wet, and Murray did slip and fall in that scene, and it made it into the movie. <laughs> Something more on the realistic side of things. Mm-hmm. It sounded, hearing at the time, I bet it sounds stupid, but the guy who plays the president of IBC, yeah, when he talks about doing... Programming for animals, for cats and dogs. That is a thing now.
1: Yeah. That's why they make all the dog treat commercials.
0: <laughs> yeah. They...
1: Like, remember the bacon strips?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bacon
1: strips. Bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> In that they bag, do, what's though. it say? I can't read.
0: But there are... It's not even just programming like that. There are full-on channels for animals. Yeah. And I've seen them before. I've seen where... There's a channel of, like, birds and stuff for your cats mm-hmm. <laughs> and things like that.
1: All kinds of fun stuff. Just um, television's kind of going away, so.
0: Yeah. A couple more things. There is a part where Murray actually shouts out another one of his movies, and it's right at the end where he yells, Feed, feed me, Seymour, Seymour, feed me. Yeah. It's a line from the song in the musical from Little Shop of Horrors that he was in. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, put a little love in your heart. Al Green and Annie Lennox are the ones who did the duet for this. That's right. Annie Lennox. And it was successful. And it spent 17 weeks on the Billboard charts, climbing as high as number nine on the Hot 100.
1: Really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't even know that. Yeah. And I'm usually really good when it comes to talking about music on the charts.
0: Yeah, I... I didn't know. I sing it all the time. We, t- we go know. to church with that song. I know you do.
1: <laughs> and that last really thing
0: good. we'll You're cover welcome. on a, a good note Scrooge did receive one Oscar nomination. For the makeup? The Academy Award gave Scrooge just a smidge of love by uh, being nominated for Best Makeup.
1: I figured.
0: Do you know who they lost to?
1: 88, we've covered this, wasn't it, Beetlejuice?
0: It was Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows the picture of Lou. Zah! See? Yeah. Best makeup in the movie. <laughs> but that's really all. that We covered most of the other facts, so that's all I've really got. I do
1: have something dark, though. Yeah. So, remember how I told you about uh, David Johansson from the New York Dolls? Uh-huh. Uh, He had a bandmate, uh, Arthur Kane, the, mm-hmm. He was the bass player for the Dolls that was insanely jealous that he got was getting this career in Hollywood because it literally led to him being in a, a few movies huh and he had a, a remake of like an old f- song from like the 40s and 50s that was a hit but he uh the he, his jealousy and rage got so bad he beat his girlfriend mm. and even tried to commit suicide but like jumping out of like a third or fourth story window oh no I mean that's a dark thing to leave off of, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yikes! It's well, just crazy, shoot. like
1: all the stuff that's linked to this movie.
0: Yeah, well, we can go ahead and rate it now, I guess, if you'd
1: like. Oh, I'm ready. Let's that rewatch. Rewatch. Um, I give it a four. I watch it every Christmas. I season. will give
0: it a four. I can't give it a solid five because I can't watch it any time of year. It does have to be in the wintery and
1: months. It's become a must watch. It really has, so I think up until, like, I don't, I'm just not into watching TV or anything. Yeah. I want to look at the birds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Turn on the cat channel. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, He's drilling again.
0: Yeah, straightforward on that one. Yeah. It's a four. I do love it, just I'm not going to watch it in the middle of June.
1: Right. Impact. (laughs) That
0: one's a little bit harder.
1: I think, for impact, a three?
0: I was thinking a three also, maybe even lower. Because truthfully...
1: It's a cult movie, but it's also based off of A Christmas Carol.
0: But everything's based off A Christmas Carol. There are so many takes on this story that it's hard to say if this had any impact because there's so many of them.
1: And it's really hard for me to talk about this being like a quintessential 80s Christmas movie. Because there are so many movies set around Christmas from the 80s. Even that shitty Keanu Reeves one I told you about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Eggs in Toyland. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know why he agreed to be in that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll go ahead and stick with a three. I, I feel yeah. like it m- should even be lower. But we'll go with a three.
1: And let's see
0: just the the look Aesthetic. the feel, yeah, the soundtrack
1: music in this movie is definitely a 5
0: mm-hmm
1: uh I like how it's shot- i think the makeup's and the makeup in this movie is really good
0: I mean overall, I like the look of it the feel of it i mm-hmm.
1: the acting's really good
0: I may give it a five
1: if you want the truth I think this is my this is close to being Bobcat goldthwaite's best movie
0: yeah because you do get i mean he does his silly voice and stuff but then you also get to see him on a more serious side of things Mm -hmm. and for just for a little bit but it's still there
1: and he's he plays the guy that's kind of pathetic and stuff he's just really he was good in this yeah i give it what do i want to give this i'm I'll give it a five.
0: So I went strong and gave it a five. You don't have to if you don't no, want I, to. I think
1: I think long term this movie is a solid four during the holiday season, mm-hmm. which is a th- I think might be what I gave Gremlins.
0: Yeah. Either no, a four or four remember. and a half. Well then, my overall, I'm gonna give it a four. I do. I don't this think there's is, anything
1: wrong with that. It's not a bad movie.
0: This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I have to watch it every year and. It's very quotable, um, mm-hmm. and it's classic. I mean, I can't remember when A Christmas Carol was written, but it, the story's still being told. I feel like every year you have a new adaption of The, the Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like it will, people will continue to watch it and enjoy it for a long time, but it it is going to age just because it was made in the 80s and like with the whole, voice message uh like some of the things like that mm-hmm. i think of the older stuff that yeah, it'd be dated it's yeah. got a
1: vcr in it and all that
0: right which it's dated now but they get away with it for yeah, <laughs> so. nostalgic yeah
1: at least it wasn't that shitty jim carrey christmas carol
0: oh my god that's Talk about awful
1: <sighs> jim carrey doing all these voices and all of them are bad
0: uh
1: i never thought i'd say that about jim carrey
0: that was scary. I don't know. We didn't even get halfway through that, I don't think. It was just bad. It was
1: like, you had all these British actors in Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> as stupid as I even made that sound, like... It's well, so bad. It's like, you're gonna take <laughs> Lieutenant Gordon and put him with Jim Carrey. And I'm uh, supposed to believe this.
0: Yeah. Well... I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode yeah
1: it was. this is a fun one to talk about
0: mm-hmm. but we've got one more episode left in this month and it wouldn't be it, it would be weird to there's so many christmas movies that even though it is after christmas mm-hmm. we wanted to cover at least one more christmas movie this month
1: it's a it's a great one yeah it's a, a fantastic christmas movie
0: yeah so if you want to stick around check out a snippet for next week's episode um christmas do that.
1: magic uh,
0: and we'll see you guys next week
1: yes and have a merry christmas
0: oh yeah merry christmas happy holidays whatever you celebrate i hope you enjoy it
1: oh yeah i guess i should have said happy holidays right I, be All around the people paper. you
0: care about family friends whatever that. that may be
1: and your paper thin skin happy holidays <laughs> merry <What>? christmas <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't mind saying both. It's not. No, bad. I don't care. Yeah. It's just
1: don't. Someone's gonna fault me for saying Merry Christmas. It's happy our, Hanukkah.
0: Look, we celebrate Christmas. Kwanzaa. It's a force of habit. I'll say it. So. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. But happy holidays to everyone, and we'll see you Feliz Navidad next week. Check out this <laughs> snippet.
1: So long, farewell, Arvidsson. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Next week on the Retro Club. Speaking of Terre Haute, that's you can't not look if you're from here if you're watching any movie and they say your hometown, you're like, No, oh, that's you're like, my hometown.
1: You do that thing where uh it's not it's not like a, a GIF mm-hmm. where it's uh Leonard Cap, you're going, Oh Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like it can't be as fun if you live in like new york
1: city no but if the line stretches all the way to Terre haute that's a big deal
0: when you hear terra haute that's something to get hyped about yeah. that's the only time you'll get hyped for this
1: place right and it's like this movie and larry bird that's the only reason anybody gives a shit about Terre haute. mixing and music by
0: kelsey ingram cover art is by megan harris research is by john and megan harris
1: Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at Retro Club Pod, Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more.
0: You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more.
1: Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.